Bells! Wow, wow. Wow. Yippee-yo. Yippee-yay. Where are my dogs at? Bark with me now. Bow. Wow, wow. Yippee-yo. Yippee-yay. And my girls are running. Where the love. Wherever the love is going down, you say. <laughs> oh, wait, did I actually make real dogs bark? By doing Snoop Dogg? <laughs> you did. Yes! Well done, sir! C- continue podcast! <laughs> continue podcast, episode 80. Hello. We, we did it. We did it. I can't believe uh, that that happened. I, I That was amazing. That was real barks, everybody. Uh, that was. Welcome back once again to a show that is technically about video games. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and I host the show alongside two miraculous souls. We have <laughs> Susan Arndt. <clears throat> Hello. It's the sound of freedom. It's the sound of freedom? What, <laughs> have, what, I, what? have I told you the sound of freedom? No. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Uh, as you know, I moved to the middle of nowhere, and uh, unfortunately, uh, the middle of nowhere has a military base in it. Yup. What? And um, there are a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, ex-military here, retired military. Um, but so uh, every so often, you will hear Black Hawk helicopters mm. because they're training, they're practicing, they're doing whatever it is people do when they're not across the world killing people and uh i mean no disrespect to the military so someone posted on next door like hey does anybody know why we keep hearing blackout black hawk helicopters at, at night it's the sound of freedom yeah, <laughs> yeah. no that no. that happened here too like For, that exact oh, no. exchange on facebook yeah it mu- mm. like without yeah. irony <clears throat> no irony yes Oh no! I, no. These people have no sense of irony, Anthony. No, oh, I I would have immediately responded, "Fucking UFOs, dog! This is some straight up <laughs> Mulder and Scully shenanigans." Is what's happening yeah. in these worlds. Yeah, um, M- military people with the uh, with the uh, Jones for the military have have no chill. None. Oh man, I got to show them what happens when those military vehicles turn into sentient robots fighting for. <laughs> You have some examples on your desk. You guys, oh you my guys, god! You guys want to hear? I about would love tra- to do that. If you guys want to hear about Transformers on this show, please uh, become a backer of Continue <laughs> Podcast at Patreon.com/slash/Continue Podcast. Uh, we do also have uh, a patriot, a true patriot, Staff Roberts Dave Roberts. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm tr- like racking my brain for a Metal Gear Solid reference, but they're all like colliding in my skull at once, so I just, I have nothing. Behind D. Les enfants terribles. <laughs> I, I definitely, the first French time. French for the terrible children. I, I was you don't in, know that. In a room where Metal Gear Solid was being played before I played Metal Gear Solid myself. And at the very beginning, when Solid Snake is see- seeing a helicopter fly away, and instead of saying a helicopter, he goes, a hind D. I definitely was like, did that 
gravel voiced man say a hiney? <laughs> <laughs> if so, no, but he does say he does say five five sixers and pineapples, <laughs> which is not a thing that like that's not military talk. Like the, the, was it Jeremy Blaustein who did the the localization for that? He was like early Konami did localization for Snatcher and that and um, like. I remember, I think there was, like, an article that he wrote a few years ago where he was recalling, because it was, like, an anniversary of the original game, and it was, like, recalling his time, and, like, like he got the word, like, Kojima had written this script, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, and they're like, okay, we want you to, like, punch it up. Humanize oh this. Well, well, not, like, human, <laughs> but, like, you know, punch it up for, like, you know, make it, like, military intrigue and espionage for, like, English, like, American audiences. And he's like, I don't huh? fucking <laughs> So he just, he, like, read a bunch of spy books and stuff over, like, a week or two and, yeah, cranked it out. And, like, that's why there are so many acronyms and stuff in it. Because it's, like, I thought it sounded like... That's funny. ...official mil- military lingo. He rented Arnold Schwarzenegger's five, five Commando. Sisters and pineapples. <laughs> um... So, on, I, on site, is it OSP? On site, and then, like, in parentheses, it says on site procurements. Like, nobody talks. It's not how it works. Uh, no, they give him a gun. <laughs> and then, and then for some reason, like, a 17 year old comms uh, support person sticks their tongue out at him. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, oh, that's very, yeah, I mean, like, that's what's happening right now. It's what's military. happening as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brandy I, from in, from the comms unit. <laughs> He's talking to Drone the traditional spelling. I saw you post that yesterday. You think I didn't see your post? I follow you. That's social media bitchiness between people. That's probably a thing. I made that like thinking it was absurd, and I was like, no, that probably is. no. That oh yeah, no, that actually happened. That's why didn't you like my post? I posted. Why didn't you like it? Yeah. I thought like I like all your stuff. I like. I know you saw it. Um, it says on the thing. I can't remember the last time I said this to you guys, but in the two weeks since we recorded, I have played a shitload of video games. Not like one video game, but many video games. So the floodgates open. Then. The, flood, like you, the floodgates you, you, open. Did you break through the wall? I broke through the wall a little bit. Like it's just I've been like dabbling here and there, okay, kind of all over the place, and I couldn't quite decide what I thought would be f- most fun for the three of us to discuss. I've been playing 13 Sentinels, uh, the Vanillaware game, where a few episodes back we were like, I don't know what the hell that is. I still don't know how to describe it, but it is goddamn spectacular. And I think really? I should wait until I finish it to bring it to the show. I tried Silent Hill Downpour. Oh, wow. Because on the last episode, we were talking, Susan, you were saying, like, I just want Silent Hill to come home. Yeah. And I was like, I, too, want Silent Hill to come home. And Downpour was the one game by... Silent Hill Homecoming. Yeah. Oh, that game sucks, though. It sucks. (laughs) And Downpour, Downpour, apparently, people like now. Like, it has a reputation for being... No, they they liked it at the time. Yeah. Uh, It was one of those, it's not really what we want, but it's not bad. It's not Silent Hill. It's I I, yeah. I started it and I was like this is 
admirable. Uh, nothing will make you realize how little you miss the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 era, like playing oh, a PlayStation 3 game for the first time. <laughs> In 2020. Oh, I, I hate I hate it. Oh. I hate it so much. Oh. It's like oh no. Gross. The worst console experience, top to bottom. Top, yeah, like it's it's a tie. What? Like it why? Especially like if you're if you're dealing with digital stuff, if you download something from PSN, you have to have twice as much hard drive space mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. as the file size because it has to save the like 20 gigs. Download 20 gigs and then move the then, 20 gigs yeah. into the yeah. 20 gigs that it saved. Yeah. Uh, the store is slow as hell. I hate the controller. Uh, yep. Installing takes forever. Yeah. Didn't I text it's a you bad in time. the middle? Did I text you in the middle of that process? Thing? I think so. Yeah. Where uh, I think you just you had mentioned the PS3 and then I just like was... like like my face just like went white <laughs> and like I forgot where I was for a few minutes. <laughs> did you lose time? <laughs> yeah. So from putting the disc in to when I was actually playing took an hour and 15 minutes. Shut up. Yeah, it's bad. I I turned on my PlayStation 3, my PlayStation 3, and it hasn't been that long. It's only been like six months. And somehow in that six months, my PlayStation 3 still needed an update. (laughs) Yikes. So, uh, you gotta, <laughs> that firmware is yeah. gonna be stable as hell man <laughs> it updates and then i had to go through like a very byzantine like four factor authentication to get back into psn because oh, it's, it, it's yeah. like in order for you to get back into psn on a legacy console you need to create a console specific password the whole what? journey so I finally, right. like, I go to the website, I finally get back online, and then get the update, the last update for Silent Hill Downpour, then <laughs> start the disc, then it installs. All of this for a middling Silent Hill game. Yeah, and I, like, at, at the beginning, I was tricked, like, I left the attract mode on for a second, and there's, you know, a uh, uh, wan sort of new-agey rock song playing, and... <clears throat> you know, c- creepy images, and I was like, yeah, this is Silent Hill. That's the Silent Hill experience. And then it starts, and it's like, you're a prisoner. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the one with, wait, what's the, which is the one with the, the, the tr- I think it's a trucker? The trucker and... is Origins. That's Origins. And, sh- um, and shitty Pyramid Head. Okay. It's just Pyramid Head, but he has, like, it's, there's no front to the pyramid. Uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I I didn't get far enough in to really render a judgment. I started Time Splitters two for the first time. Time ever ever the first time <gasps> ever. I've never played them. Very wow. good. Not sure. I, I played like multiplayer a while ago, but I never like. It's it's good. Like, AKA it's, the best first person shooter of all time. It's legit good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, I do have trouble playing gives me a bit of the spins because it's like yeah that rock solid gamecube 60 frames per second it's just flying all over the place and i'm like <sighs> inverted controls that you can't invert man uh doing super mario 35 just games many games again but of all of them and i was texting you guys last night about it and i was like this is the one that we need to discuss 
is I am finally playing SSX on tour, a.k.a. SSX4. This came out in 2005. It's a GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox. And I am sure continue listeners know that this show and the people that host it consider SSX3 sacrosanct. It is yes, yes, one of the greatest games ever made. DJ Atomica, yes. hallowed be his name, uh, <laughs> beloved, and for years, for some reason, none of us have played the uh, follow-up that came out shortly thereafter. Susan, we were texting about this last night, and I, I said exclaiming why didn't we play this at the time and you you postulated that somebody told you it was bad yeah I, that's gotta be it i mean because there's there's no other way i come off S- ssx3 have a chance to play more right. and don't right me too did it come out in that window between like ps2 and ps3 where like like that forgotten window of games i will say going back i did find out that it came out like shortly before 360 so like at least Mm. it it was like the the gen was kind of ending but not really uh no but like it's it's that time period when like all eyes are on the 360 and it's like but i could play amped Two, <laughs> right? Or, and three or whatever. Yeah. Cameo. And Tony Hawk's Pro- Project Eight. So, oh wow! <laughs> Ooh. Uh, wow! Is that the one with I can Bam play Margera? Gun. <laughs> yeah, gun. Gun. Oh my god! <laughs> Yikes! Yikes! Wow! So, I, I, I don't. I've never talked to a single human being who has actually played this game. And on a lark. Uh, I picked up a GameCube copy because that's the one where you could snowboard as Princess Peach. And uh, I spent five whopping dollars on this game. Wow. And like, this is like GameCube prices are insane. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was like, so even like GameCube people are like, man, I don't know. (laughs) And I don't get it. I kind of get it, which is why I wanted to talk about it with you guys. It's very interesting. And I would like to hear if you guys have seen an example of this so last night i fired it up and i started playing it and at the very beginning it was like shocking to be playing a 15 year old game and realize how smoothly it ran like everything like no Mm. loading you're just boom in the game immediately uh it's the one where like it's the only one they introduced skis and i was like yeah i'll try skis instead of snowboarding and immediately was it just throws you into a race immediately no context whatsoever and i thought i was going to play for like 20 minutes and be like i checked out ssx on tour neat i played for almost three straight hours nice just just in it like falling back into the rhythm of hitting the half pipes learning the ins and outs of it's a its structure is a little bit different it's almost more seamless than what you had in SSX3 because rather than making you go to a part of the mountain and then to the event you want, it's just here mm-hmm. is the mountain. You can choose free ride if you want or you can start right at the event. Here are the ranked ones that are going to push you forward and earn you the most money 
to buy more gear that it's it's gear based rather than leveling up stats and yeah that's what they that's what they ended up doing with later games yeah but like you know obviously no microtransaction bullshit right right so right, it's right. just you know you can get a new pair of skis therefore you could go faster whatever mm-hmm. and uh, oh man i just fell immediately back into the rhythm and by the time you're you know 20 30 minutes in i almost had this moment where i was like oh no are all the events really short and they are not at all. By the time you're 30 minutes in, it gives you one of the first of the big, all right, now you're going to do an all-mountain race, and it's two heats, and, you know, race for the best time. And you have that experience of just seeing, you know, a, a forest, but then caves, and then a part of the mountain where snowcats are running, and then going through where the lodges are, and then you have to do a jump over an active highway. Just all this stuff. And unlike SSX3, there are other people on the mountain, so you have to, like, weave around kids doing, like, the snowplow. And... <laughs> oh! Yeah! Like, they actually changed it up. They innovated on it. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jesus freaking Christ, I could have been playing this for 15 years! It's amazing! But, but, I will say, I think I've gotten to... The, the heart of why it doesn't have the cult of SSX3. You okay. are going to think I'm doing a bit. I am not doing a bit. It, it comes down to DJ Atomica. I know that sounds a little crazy. But, like, the aesthetic is different in On Tour. They, they went with, like, less of the sleek, cool, high-fashion... Mm-hmm. depiction and w- they tried to like go grunge and it's like all right we're gonna do mm-hmm. like real mm-hmm. gutter punk snowboard culture so it's all like the the predominant aesthetic is like notebook doodles and like underground skate art i get it and that motif everything else is still the same it's still that mix of like weird early aughts techno hip-hop and indie rock but while there is like that theme there's no binding agent there's nothing in it that makes the entirety feel like a cohesive whole and when you had dj atomica speaking to you whenever you would go out on the mountain talking about who was where doing what event there was something to make all of these disparate activities feel like a journey. It was like mm-hmm. a story without being an explicit story. And all of a sudden I realized this is an example of a pristine work, the same talented team, the same premise, but they've actually evolved it. There are all these new gameplay elements. It's gorgeous. It plays well. But if you take the element out of something, just this one little thing that binds it all together, it loses the energy of the thing that struck you in the first place. And I, I once I realized that, I was like, really? It's fucking DJ Atomica? DJ Atomica, of all <laughs> things. And I wanted to see if you guys could think of, of any examples where you came back to a series or... Uh, 
you know, a creator that you adored and all of a sudden found yourself saying, like, why isn't this as good as the thing that pre- preceded it? Like, why aren't I connecting with this? And whether it came down to one little nugget it was weird. Uh, amusingly enough, Time Splitters 3. No shit, really? Yep, yep. So Time Splitters, the first one, is sort of smaller in scope than two. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see that, like, okay, here's a solid game that's sort of modest in, in size, and then they did the sequel, and it's it's bigger, and it's more of the things, and it's really built off of that in ways that are fantastic. And then three also did that, but it didn't have that magic. Mm -hmm. Mm. To this day, I'm not sure exactly what was missing from it, but I think there's a, there's a, a, a sense of just this deep sense of humor in two, which is not to say that three doesn't have one, but twos is very specific in its tone. And uh, there's something I say to this day that, that comes from that game, which is cocked, locked and ready to roll. (laughs) And it's just, it's one of the characters that one of the skins you can choose. She's a Marine and she's not that bright. And that's what she says when you pick her, like you get select. She goes, yeah, cock, locked and ready to roll. It's, it's that. And it's, it's one of the, there's a duck in a fez and there's a gingerbread man and there's a, a snowman on a magic carpet. And it's this really, really tight shooter with this sense of whimsy wrapped up in it. And for what it, like, I don't know if the writers changed. I don't know what it was but the the that whimsy mm. just isn't there in three and i i played it and i went oh hmm, whoop, put to the side and never, I, I don't even think i finished it mm. yeah and i it's so weird so obviously if uh you were paying attention a few minutes ago i i was just talking about time splitters 2 and how i never played it before but susan you and dave and i have talked about uh, another free radical joint from that same era, Second Sight. Uh, I was thought you were going to talk about Haze. Well, I'm, I'm getting to Haze, <laughs> and I love Second Sight. Second Sight rules. Second Sight is good. Yeah. And I, that was another one. I didn't play it at the time. I played it about four years ago for the first time and loved it. Uh, but it was almost like between Second Sight and then Haze, which came shortly thereafter, you could tell that some people were not as happy as they used to be on that team. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, they there's got a, Jonathan Davis to write a theme song. Like, how could you not be happy? A little ribboning of of grimness <laughs> that snuck in. I it's crazy. The first level of the the campaign in Time Splitters Two is a explicit nod to Goldeneye. Like, the first level was like an, almost like a remake of the first level of GoldenEye. I was like, that is some clever goofiness that is, I mean, for a game from 2002, that is unusual. Uh, Dave, how about you, man? Did you think of something where the, it's uh, just something changed? Something yeah, got Yeah, the different. first thing that popped in my head was Splinter Cell. Interesting. Interesting. And... I mean, for me, 
It's when they got rid of Michael Ironside. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the whole point of Splinter Cell is that he's, like, an older guy, right? Like, he's got a daughter. He's, you know, he's going on these missions. It's like like old Snake from Metal Gear. Like, he's, he's seen some shit, you know? Like, and they keep sending him out to do these missions. And then, like, sudden, like, they, as the series, like, wore on... He started like kind of looking a little younger. Like he, like even when Michael Ironside still played him in Conviction, he's definitely like leaning a lot more toward like Kiefer Sutherland in Twenty Foot. Like that was clearly the vibe they were going for with Conviction, and like it doesn't play like a normal Splinter Cell game. But I still liked it because you know Michael Ironside. Like I his gravelly voice i want to to rock me to sleep uh and then they got rid of him for blacklist or i don't know if they got rid of him or he just didn't agree to do it or like no they got rid of him oh yeah they wanted to just go in a different direction and it doesn't work like the game it like mechanically is probably one of the better ones in the series but they like he's like de-aged by 10 years which doesn't make sense because his dog like i mean i don't know if they like physically de-age but he looks younger right and but he's got like his daughter's supposed to be in college and he's looks like fucking uh what's like jack from lost and you're like like no you're like a young guy You're talking. You're talking about. You know, the Wii. Jack from Lost was like forty when he did Speed Racers, so I don't know. It's the Wii, the uh, Wii, the Wii, the one that was on like early PS4 and Xbox One, but also came out on Wii U, right? Is that the one you're talking it, about? Well, it was 360. 360. Uh, it was 360, but yeah, it was also like Wii U. It was Wii U. Like they, they yeah. had the like he does special, look like Jack like, yeah. from fucking yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like it. It. I mean. It was kind of telling that they didn't make another one after mm. that. Like even as well designed as that game was, like it lacked magic. It lacked the spark, and the spark was Michael Ironside. Like he is that character. He is that game, and without him, it doesn't work. You're just making like a any old spy game yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Any old military, like especially like from Ubisoft, who has like a fucking million of these games coming out. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bring it, him back. It's they it, keep they keep threatening to do it, but it's always like it always ends up being for like a mobile game. I was just gonna say, isn't he back? And it as makes the character? me really sad. They made he, he some show, I think he showed up like briefly. Ubisoft Heroes or some bullshit. It's well, he did he did voice acting. They're like, oh, we're, like we got Michael Ironside back in the in the booth or whatever. But, like, I guess it was for some DLC missions for the most recent Ghost Recon game or uh, something. And you're like, you motherfuckers. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> Dicks. That is some crap. Uh, and then, yeah, there's this mobile game with him in it. And it's just, you're doing him dirty. This is, the, this is not how Ironside was supposed to go out. He, he is alive still, right? Like, yes, yes, he is. Right. Yes. Uh, random aside, have you guys seen Turbo Kid? indie movie a few years ago yes the movie kicks ass great movie but there are like my- three directors on that movie <laughs> yeah susan find this movie it's like if jim jim henson made mad max it would be turbo kid yeah uh, it's like okay. it's, it's a yeah. fun like 90 minute netflix movie yeah the soundtracks are really cool soundtrack's really cool michael ironside is the bad guy in it and it was like the first time yeah, i'd seen him 
in anything in ages. And I was like, yay, yeah. Michael Ironside is doing it. But I realize even Turbo Kid was a while ago now. Um, I will say I am going to keep playing SSX on tour because it's not so missing the, the soul of three. Uh, you know, it's worth I'm going to keep doing it because God damn, it's so fun to play good SSX again with that mm. like evolving mountain from three. But it was, and we have discussed this ad nauseum as a trio. Uh, it was another revelation. Like EA apparently just hates money because if yeah. this game and three were in a collection tomorrow, I would buy it on like four platforms. <laughs> yeah. I, like they, I, <sighs> I keep hearing root. Like th- there was a tweet. Like, Gimatsu posted or something that was like, oh, South Korean ratings board just rated the Ma- Mass Effect trilogy uh, remaster. I'm like, no, that's not, it's still not real. No, it won't be real until um, I'm, you know, hearing people angry about the ending again on Twitter. <laughs> no, it's when you're reading all the think pieces that are basically just Susan's review of Mass Effect 3. But it's just what they are. And they're like, we were wrong all along. It's great. It's great. Oh, man. Maybe community feedback shouldn't have happened in 2012. (laughs) Well, uh, I know, I know. Okay, no, community feedback should not. But it did lead to them making some really cool content. It did lead to them making some cool content, yes. Uh, and all, and after Mass Effect 3, you know, EA never pulled any shit like that DLC fundamental character being uh, something you had to charge extra. It was just great DLC policies and great microtransaction policies and just great Just wise decisions, decisions constantly. Yeah. From EA. Absolutely. Just like a great Very storefront on the PC. Consumer friendly. Yeah. And just, and, and yeah. considerate of their developers and their creativity. Oh, yeah. Just eight years. No, it's a no-hitter for eight years, guys. Every, they, they, we've, they've made so many Star Wars games that we've enjoyed. Just fucking killing it. So many. Killing they've it. had the license for like a decade, and they've just made all of these Star Wars games. Hey, apparently, apparently the spaceship one is good. That's I'm so I'm told. It yeah it yeah it if you if you are into that, it is very good. Isn't and it? it's forty dollars. Susan, have you played it? Have you played Squadrons? I I watched I watched my husband. You play are it. okay? Cause yeah, so it's cool. He's he's that guy yeah. like who had the you know the flight stick and the, like all oh, the games. <laughs> he's that guy. Uh, so yeah, he uh, it's beautiful. It's well acted. Uh, I hear it's real good in VR too. Yeah, I, well, it would have to be, wouldn't it? I mean, because you're in yeah. the cockpit the whole time. So yeah, in VR, it'd be freaking amazing. I. I, they they made like a VR thing where you're in an X-wing for Star Wars Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. Yep, that made me ill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Know I can believe I, that. Yeah, it uh, like I like I usually do okay in VR. That one gave me the the, the vomit sweats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I try. I tried that and um, the. VR mode for Ace Combat 7 which came out shortly oh. thereafter. <laughs> and we spent so much time making that too. Oh man. Um yep, that's why I don't have a VR helmet anymore. Uh There you go. Get rid of that shit. Uh you played that Kowloon game and yeah, and then I was out sent it back. Uh <laughs> So let's let's go back to hell. 
Let's all go back to hell, everybody. <laughs> this, since we left. Let's, since we let last show we were in hell. We're going back. We're going back. Susan went to hell after Dave yep. went to hell. And I want to yes. hear more about hell. Yes. Uh, so Hades, which I picked up after hearing Dave talk about it, because he was so positive about it. And uh, I love Bastion. Absolutely loved it. Played it to completion. So I didn't play Transistor, because it just didn't appeal to me. Uh, but I love Bastion. So when he's like, yeah, it's, it, it's like that. I'm like, all right. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody says it's great. I'll give it a shot. It is phenomenal. It is so good. There's fishing in it. Yes. What? Yes. I need to get back into this game. Yes. Okay. So, oh, all right. Well, I don't know where to start because I don't want to just say what Dave said all over again. Well, so. it sounds... it. Uh, start. Please start at how much of it you've played. Because that, okay. that, I'm curious about how it's evolved over your journey. Okay. I am not aware of how much time I have spent in it, but I think I've done like 70-odd runs mm, through damn. it. Um, each run takes anywhere from 10 minutes to a half hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I have killed the third boss... So there's, you're going through different lands. The first one is Tartarus, and then it's Asphodes. Hellland. It's, it's, everything's on fire, and there's magma. And then there's the Fields of Elysium. And so I've, I've beaten the, the boss at the end of the Fields of Elysium, and now I'm in the Temple of Styx, uh, which is guarded by my dog, Cerberus. Mm. And so, uh, like, he's blocking the way, and you're like, I'm not going to fight you. And Cerberus is like, <laughs> So, like, all right, tell you what, if I go bring you whatever, will you let me buy? And Cerberus is like, yeah. So that's what you have to do there is, like, go. I, I haven't gotten very far in that particular level yet, so I'm not really sure what you have to do because I die real fast. Uh, but I've um, I've maxed out everything in the mirror. So the mirror in your bedroom is you collect darkness, you use it to uh, upgrade stats in the mirror. Like, you can get yourself up to 50 extra health points, or you can, uh, you know, increase your attack power by X percent or whatever. So I've maxed out all that. I've found most of the keepsakes. Keepsakes are little tokens that you carry with you, and they give you a, a specific benefit. One gives you free money. Another one uh, gives you uh, 30, 30% less damage from the front, but 10% more damage from behind. Stuff like that. How do you know it, that you found them all? Uh, oh, you're, there's a rack where you keep them. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah like and next to like, your weapons. Yeah, and there's little, there's little slots, and there's two of them that I'm still missing. And uh, I, one is from Dad. One is from Hades, I'm sure. And the other one is somebody icy. I don't know. I haven't met them. See, what happens is you meet various characters and you give them some nectar, the nectar of the gods. And when you do that, they give you a token. They're like, oh, how swell of you. Here, have a thing. And uh, But at the bottom of that case, there's like five locked slots. Uh, so uh, apparently... 
apparently, okay, I know four of them. There's four characters that you can get legendary fact uh, uh, keepsakes from. But you, get, you gotta keep giving them nectar, giving them nectar, giving them nectar. And uh, I've been doing that. So it's it's characters that you already know you've met that you have to like keep feeding. Yes, the goods. But okay, I'm gonna tell you right now. The game doesn't tell you who they are. I looked it up. All right, all right, because right, yeah, yeah, because each each character each character you meet, not all of them, but you know some of them are just enemies. Uh, has a series of hearts in there. You get a codex, and it's their name and it's their story, and there's a series of hearts. The first one. Gets you a token. Cool. And then for certain ones, but you can also tell, like, there are ones that you can have more personal conversations with. Like, Thanatos, for example, he's a friend of yours. Your conversations with him are about how you're friends. So that's a pretty good indication. Maybe he's one of the ones you should be spending more time with. Uh, so, yeah. And there's fishing. I came back... <laughs> from a run and uh i guess maybe because i had i had dealt with poseidon enough i don't even know suddenly a fishing pole was for sale and i'm like i'm gonna buy the fuck out of that fishing pole and so i have caught a hellfish and (laughs) give and given it to the cook and uh he gave me five gemstones for it i that can't be all there is to it it can't be because it's too it's just too mechanically ridiculous to only be like, here, have five crystals. Yay. There's got to be some. There's got to be more to it than that. When, so I'm fishing every opportunity I get. Why is it mechanically ridiculous? Like how involved? Okay. On a, okay. On a scale actual, from Link's Awakening to okay. <laughs> the actual fishing is straightforward. Okay. Very very simple. But only so, okay. So the whole deal is uh, the, the the your journey. Uh, because it's a roguelike, changes every time. You know, you're not going through the same set of rooms every single time. Only certain rooms are are able to be fished in, because obviously there has to be water there. Right? Okay. So, then, so that's, that's A. A, you have to get lucky with rooms that have water in them. B, your, the last time there was a fishing spot has to have been at least 10 rooms ago. C, you got in Tartarus, there's a 20% chance that, that a fishing point will spawn. And then in Elysium and, and Fireplace, it's like 10% each. And then I think sticks, it goes back up to 20%. So like, yeah. This is some, like, arcane PT shit. Like, what? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So how Yeah. How many runs had you done when the fishing pole appeared? 50, easily. So, like, deep. You were, like, you, oh, you yeah, had yeah. time in this game. Have you, yep. have you run into anything else like that, where all of a sudden it just introduces a completely new left field mechanic out of nowhere. Well, that's kind of what the game does. Like that's what I tried to convey last time. I just I don't I hadn't gotten far enough to get to the fishing, but like there's a like you think that you know the way that the game is gonna go, and then suddenly it's like oh yeah, your mirror where you have all these upgrades. Uh, I activated a new thing, so now you can 
activate a button that flips the upgrade around. So there's another set of upgrades that you can unlock. So you can choose between uh, either like extra damage from the back or um, a lower percent chance to like crit. Or like I forget exactly what it is, but it's like you can like pick and choose which set of upgrades you want to take with you on a run. Which again, like. I had no idea was in there. Didn't get it until like 20 runs into the game. And it's just like, oh yeah, here you go. Here's a new thing. Play with it. Figure it out. And does it all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, okay, so uh, eventually you meet uh, Orpheus and Eurydice. Mm. uh, And he, your dad is mad at Orpheus because Orpheus won't play. Orpheus is the the musician Mm -hmm. in Helm. For those who are, for those who did not re- <laughs> read Bullfinch's mythology as a grade school child, because they didn't have friends, uh, Orpheus is the court musician, and he won't play because he is sad because he has been separated from his love, Eurydice. So there's this. I have an ongoing series of missions now. To for I, I had to get him to play. Okay, I've gotten him to play. Now I have to find a way to reunite them. And I talked to dad. I'm like, hey, you know, why don't you do them solid? They're, you know, they're both stuck in the underworld. Why won't you let them be together? He's like, no, that's not the arrangement that we have. So, so now, now I, ha- what will happen when I reunite them? I have no idea. But he gave me a liar for my bedroom, and now I have another mission to go learn how to play it. So I have to get a diamond so I can give it to the, the workman to put the liar in my bedroom so I can practice playing it. What'll that do? I don't know. In the hands of any other developer, what you just described, Susan, in my head, I'm like, that's going to lead to the worst escort mission ever oh, in history. No. <laughs> Where it's like, all right, bro, you got to do a run. When you find your Eurydice, you just got to make sure never to turn around, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, like the the sight detection wouldn't work well. Yeah. Like fucking pillar of salt, 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 salt. But now I'm sure that whatever you find is just going to be weird and surprising. And she'll be like, ha, ah, you found me. That opened the library. Now you must find th- this one book. It's great. It- Have you found Eurydice? Oh yeah. Oh, you okay. did. Find- oh, yeah, because okay. like she, yeah, she's in. She's oh, yeah. on. Like you'll randomly come across her on runs. Yeah. So you just don't know how. And to you get also that come. Up, you'll come across Sis- Sisyphus too, and uh, Sisyphus is like hanging out, pushing a rock. Rock. <laughs> you can talk to the rock. Rock's like, hey, what's up? And then, uh, like, it, yeah. excuse me, please refer to him by his proper name. What is his proper name? I forget. Boldy. Boldy. That's right. Yeah. Boldy the Boulder. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, because of course you would name yeah. the Boulder. Uh, but yeah, and you, know, you just fascinating game. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, but okay. So the boss of Tartarus, the first one that you end up meeting, uh, is one of the Furies, uh, Megara. She's apparently your ex girlfriend. <laughs> That's awkward. I did not know that. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's awkward. And then, so once you beat her, 
then the final boss is either her or one of her two Fury sisters, uh, Electo or Tisiphone. Uh, all Tisiphone can say is murderer. Mm-hmm. So as as you go, as you see her, you're trying to teach her new words. <laughs> so she, she can find now. She can finally say my name, uh, but she still thinks I'm a murderer. Electo just hates me. I don't know whatever it did to her, but she just hates, hates me, hates me, hates me. So, yeah, that's where that stands. What an unusual game. I'm telling you, man. It does Like, they, 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 they found the sauce to make a roguelike, like, compelling I- with every run beyond just, like, the mechanical... Yeah. Dude, like, can you beat this thing? Susan, do you- do you have a sense of if you're close to, like, beating it, if it can be beat? Okay, so I'm at least halfway through. I'm not sure if there are four lands or six. I think there's six because in one part of uh, your dad's house, there's six different vases. And they seem to... One each one seems to represent a different okay. location. Yeah. So I think there's six. Um, one thing I want to say is because you know you know me, I'm not I'm normally not a, a roguelike person, but I was having like I was banging my head against Meg, the first boss, for a day, mm. and I'm like, oh man, maybe I'm just not good enough at this game, uh, you know, to to progress. Now. Like, as, pff, she's toast. It's like, oh, hey, Meg, what's up? Pew, 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 bye, peace, right? Same thing with the second boss and, and, and same thing with the third boss. You learn so much about what works for you as a player and what doesn't against the enemies. And also you are getting stronger and leveling things up that, like, Tartarus is now, you just, you speed through it, and then you're in the fireplace, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, Bone Hydra, let's go, and then, and and so on and so forth. So it's, it's not, yeah, okay, you've died, but it doesn't feel like, oh, God, I have to do those first two lands again. I never feel like that. They're good at that. Like, Super Giant is, just hearing you describe that, and Dave thinking about everything you said about just the way the combat works on our last episode, that's that sounds like Bastion to me, but like writ, yes, writ yes. so large. Because Bastion well, yeah, is then, so malleable. It's just, it's keep doing this until you find what is comfortable for you, but then yeah. also it is going to constantly be giving you things that reinforce your strength to let you find that. Or and then give constantly giving you reasons to yeah. experiment mm-hmm. with new things. Yeah. Like one yeah. of the things that it does, like I think it's every run, uh, one of your weapons will be like yep. glowing purple, and what that means is if you switch that weapon, you get like thirty percent more darkness, like experience points, basically when you yeah. do a run with that weapon. Uh, so the game is encouraging you to you like if maybe you're not really good at the bow. I like the bow. A lot of people hate the bow. I thought I, I suck it. Really, I suck with the bow. I, think it's just, I never use it. Uh, but you'll see that and go like, oh, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And then, like, because that was my thing. Like, it happened. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work out. And I did it. And like, that was how, the first time I beat Megara was with the bow. And then I got almost to the boss of the second level with the bow for like the second time I used it. 
Uh, and yeah, that wouldn't have happened if the game didn't like kind of nudge me in that direction. Uh, it, it constantly coming up with like there, there's something else that it does, but I lost it. But no, just like 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 stuff like that where it's just like, hey, try something new, and we'll we'll give you stuff for it all the time. It's really cool. It also and then it got you got good though, Susan. Like it seems it sounds like the game is made in a way where you, you getting good. Get it good? How do you do the past tense? Get it, get 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 gooded. Got 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 anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get it. Yeah, well, good here is relative. Because it's, yeah, I mean, there's a certain twitchiness that you will have to improve at. You need to understand how the mechanics work, how they work together, which situations work best with which, which mechanics. Um, but it's it's more information. It's, it's more about the information. Mm. I know that these are the boons that are available. Mm. Uh, at a certain point in the game, you will get the ability to add something to your codex, which tells you... All of the boons that the various gods can give you, which ones are dependent on each other? Mm. Like, oh, you can't get this legendary one unless you have these other two active, that kind of thing. So that helps you learn strategy. Like, okay, I know there's this one boon that I, I love, 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 which when you dash, which I do constantly to get away, is uh, it's water damage. It's, it's a flood from Poseidon that damages enemies and pushes them away. But then it also hits them with a lightning bolt hmm. from Zeus. But you have to have done certain things with both Poseidon and Zeus for that to even be available to you. And so it's, it's more like that's what I like about it is I don't think you have to be the best gamer to, to succeed at it. You have to be willing to experiment, to learn to put time in and to think about stuff. And you also have to be willing to fail mm. a, a lot. Cause it's like, all right, let me see what Aphrodite's stuff is like. Oh, I don't really care about Aphrodite's stuff. Let yeah. me try and, Artemis. And then that teaches you in turn, like which reward you should take, like which room you should enter. Like, Oh, okay, well I know I don't like Aphrodite stuff. So maybe I'll just get the gold this time. And then yeah. you go through that one. Uh, and, yeah. And then, they they freaking the the gods banter with each other. Like if you pick up something from Aphrodite and then you pick up like uh fucking uh oh god the god of war what's his name Ares Ares yeah Ares why did I just fucking blank on there's like a whole series anyway, Kratos yeah you you yeah like Ares and then like Ares will say oh you met Aphrodite huh okay well I guess that's cool. Like, like, you start learning, like, which of the gods like each other, which ones don't, which ones are kind of offended. And then there are, like, special rooms where it's, like, you get a choice between which boon you want, and then they'll, like, respond, oh, you didn't pick mine? Well, then, okay. Like, it just, they, they, they think of all of these ways to just, just elevate every interaction you make with the game like that much more and they do so much of it that it's like i like i don't know if you've i don't think you've seen any repeat dialogue like i know i haven't no um yeah like even when you're like fighting the first boss over and over and over and over and over again there's like no repeat dialogue no 
Uh, the, the only repeat, when you go to the second boss, the Bone Hydra, uh, the, he's, he said the same thing when he walks in the room. Hmm. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, like, uh, you know, if, touch me and I'll have your head. Like, that's, I, I've heard of that. Other than that, no repeated dialogue. I mean, when you're a bone hydra, you gotta find what works, you know? Like, right. don't, <laughs> don't, don't, you don't, don't keep it spicy. You're a bone hydra. Nah, just go, like, you know. We know just, what we're doing. Just, you know your brand, stick to stick it. Stick to it. Uh, this sounds like the rare thing that I can imagine you playing more of even after you beat it. Like, like questing for like a platinum situation. It, yeah, it de- it depends on what happens uh, when you because I I I mean you know I I'm fishing like I put it I put a stove in the lounge of hell why <laughs> because because I want to see what happens right like this is the thing like there's all these uh one of the one of the uh, currencies that you collect is uh, gemstones and you use that to. Uh, fix stuff up around the house. Mostly, it's cosmetic. Mm. But sometimes you'll make something that you think is cosmetic, and it ends up doing something. <laughs> okay, like you put tables in, and now you can have drinks with people in the lounge of hell. Oh cool, God. like stuff like like. It, See, so, like I, yeah. I, and I haven't even touched that because I've been saving gemstones to to like buy the rooms that you add. To the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. So yep. I've been shirking all of the decoration. Man, oh, this fucking game. Yeah. This sounds. This sounds like game of the year territory. Listening to both of you talk about this game the past couple of weeks. This sounds. This sounds straight up like. I didn't think Supergiant had it in them to do it again. It sounds like they did it again ten years later. It's it's straight up. It's a masterpiece. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's it. Damn. That's it. Yeah. Also, Ares is really hot. <laughs> They're all really hot. They're all really hot, but Ares is like, mm. that's. Yeah. I'm also glad to see that they made hot characters again, because if like you asked me to list the good things about Transistor, I'd be like, mad hot, cool sword. Yeah. Soundtrack's cool. Neat. The end. <laughs> I. The, the, Did you play Pyre? I, I feel know, like I've asked we talked this about that, We talked about that last time. I haven't played. Oh I haven't played cool basketball games. You have to play cool NBA Jam. <laughs> I have not played cool basketball. Uh, per- NBA Jam and Purgatory. Thought, you have to play. It. I thought for sure cool basketball would be on Switch. I keep. Yeah, mm. it's the one holdout, and I don't know why they got to do it. It's weird. It's very. Isn't it on like multiplayer only? It's or on something? PS4. Like. No, no. I mean, it's not multiplayer only. I mean, it's a competitive game, but there's a story that you're playing against hmm. the computer, right. and there is an online multiplayer mode, got it, but got it's, got like, it. totally extra. I gotta play the shit out of this game. Uh, Let's yeah, oh, roll it, ru- it runs real nice on Switch, too, man. Oh, like, like it's so good. I guess I should yeah. probably stop playing games that are 15 years old. Play something no, new. no, not necessarily. No, I mean, I am, I'm just saying. I am playing something new at least. Thirteen Sentinels is a game okay. that came out in 2020. It happened. Uh, that game's cool as shit. You guys will like that game. 
Um, I am looking forward to hearing about that because I'm very curious. I I am almost I am almost well like Dave. That's not a question. You're you fucking weeb. You should, you should definitely. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no. I'm gonna do it. I get my priority right. Yakuza comes out in like I, two or three weeks, and I gotta save my there's money. There's no that. question in my heart that you will love this game, Susan. I I think even though I'm like only through the prologue stuff of it, which is substantial, mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to say that for for the interesting science fiction fan and the Denkin dragon Roomba fan in you I think Dag up grandpa I think that this dragon grandpa game is for you uh mm, interesting okay yeah it's very very good and very hard to describe but uh we'll save that for another day Dave Roberts tell yeah. us tell us about your games boys. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Your games so, boys. Let uh, me show you them. Games boy is the plural. The game. Uh, <laughs> like attorneys general. Uh no, yeah, I've been I am fell down a rabbit hole. I As have, you are wont to do. Mm-hmm. I have How many but, games yeah, like boys this, are in I'm, there? Okay. Oh boy. Give me the ones give me, that are like a, finished. Just, just, no, the I ones want, that are finished I want just, a com- total number. Of games, boys in your home. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna grab him. Oh no. Oh boy, guys, he's leaving. Oh. This is an audio format. He left. He left to go bring us his games, boys. It's happening. I hear shuffling. Uh oh. No. Susan, he's beyond our reach. I told him he needs to get uh, an apothecary chest to keep okay. all the little screws and things. <laughs> all his okay. tinctures. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and ungents. Okay. Dave, tell us about the humors that you've been injecting into the game. game. Uh, come to the Game Boy Apothecary. I'll uh, get you something real nice. That so this this is a I have a AGB. This is the the wide boy. Uh, that uh, I'm gonna be doing something. I'm gonna build this for my son. Oh, okay, I forgot awesome. to grab my SP over there too. Oh no. Um, so, so no. Okay, so this count count is for it Jonah. off, listeners. There's, we're looking at one Game Boy. One Game okay, Boy. Okay, what? Okay, what are you doing to that? For this, Jonah? I'm going to reshell. Uh, Jonah wants a red red shell. Uh, he's not sure what buttons he wants, but he wants a screen in it because he saw mine and yeah and, and mom's, and he wants his own. So I'm gonna do that. I have an SP over there that's going to be for my daughter. I'm going to put uh, IPS screen in that. Um, and I got uh, my battery that I ordered back in June finally showed up at Batteries Yikes. Plus. Yeah. Uh, apparently no one at the store realized that the vendor that they ordered the batteries from was like, we got to order $1,000 worth of stuff for them to like send the stuff that we ordered. Nobody told us. So like four months later, I finally get my battery. Wow. Uh, so that's over there. I have... Wait, what's the battery for? Uh, it's a rechargeable battery. Like, it's a lithium-ion. It's like a special... Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they still make new ones. Like, the... And then there are, like, like hobbyists that have made their own, like, solutions that you can, like, basically solder just a normal battery system connect. Anyway. Uh, so I've got this one brick Game Boy... Yeah. Which I resurrected the screen on this. Uh, 
another brick game boy this one i'm going to take the i'm going to reshell this i'm going to take the cartridge thing out put a fancy screen in it that one's going to my sister this one i'll probably do the same with at some point but that's gonna go i lost count that one will be sold online susan do you know how many games boys we've seen so that's okay. One, wait, there two, was Jonah's. Three. There's the SP. There's the two bricked Game Boys mm-hmm, General. Mm-hmm. So we're up to four. We're at four. Okay. Uh, Game Boy Pocket, clear purple. I've got uh, the screen over there. I took the polarizing filter off of that, which was a real pain in the ass to do because you got to get a craft knife. Why? Why? Why did you take the polarizing filter off? Because I want to put a backlight on it. Oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, you, you have want, to take you the don't ba- want the polarization there anymore. No. So what you do is you have to put the backlight in uh, behind the polarizing filter, but the polarizing filter that's on the back of it is like stuck to it like a sticker. So you have to peel it off so you can put the polarizing filter in front of uh, the backlight and then put the screen. Uh, so. So Wait, that, you have to peel it off and then put it back on? You peel it off and you put another one on. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Because, like, sense. once it's peeled off, you can't reuse it. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so the, and the thing is, like, you, there's a ribbon cable attached to it. So while you're trying to scrape the sticker that has been stuck down for 20-odd years, you are also not trying to cut yourself and the ribbon cable... And you're trying to remove it without leaving too much sticker residue on it. Otherwise, you're spending 30 minutes uh, scrubbing that thing with a Q-tip soaked in isopropyl alcohol. Luckily, I didn't have to do that. So that screen is over there. It's waiting. I just got to solder it in. Also, because the pocket uh, the uses AAA batteries, mm. the uh, if you want to use a backlight on these things, while also playing some more demanding games or like an EverDrive, like a flash cart... Uh, the system browns out because the AAA batteries don't give it enough power. Wow. So, I'm in, so I'm installing a voltage regulator. So the system will draw from the five volt, will get a constant five volts from the regulator. The backlight will draw from the system's internal regulator. I, Everything okay, will be magic. Sweetie, I, I'm wondering if we need to stage an intervention. No, no okay, this, Susan, is Susan, this is Susan how Susan took it the works. words out of my mouth. I... You guys <laughs> saw at the beginning of this conversation, and again, anybody who's curious about the insanity that happened in the pre-show, you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast, you can get that treat. But we covered how many fucking Transformers are on my desk right now, Dave. Yeah. And yeah. you have, this is the nerdiest nerd hole you've ever nerded. Look, this is how technology works. This is how you learn by doing. Bill Nye the Science Guy once said that it's a magical thing. Um, <laughs> no, so, but what I'm going to do is I've also got some white buttons. Normally the buttons are black. I've got white buttons. I've got a white glass lens. Pop that out. I'm going to make it nice and pretty. Anyway, so there's that. Wait, white, white glass? Yeah, glass lens. Because they're normally plastic. The screen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, so pop that out, put a glass lens on it so it's, like, nice and feels nice and, like... Shiny. Like, like tempered glass. Like, yeah, yeah, so it has, like, a, he- a heft to yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second pocket. 
I don't know what I, this was the first one that I got, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with this one. Um, I'll probably just put a backlight in it and voltage regulator and sell it at some point. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Game wait, 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 wait. I have another question. <laughs> yes. The voltage regulator, is that something you use with the batteries, or do you use that with a, like a different battery? No, you, you you can. I think you can use it with like a lithium battery. But the the thing is, is that the the AAA batteries only put out like up t- like. No, I get I, that. I get yeah. that. Like they're not strong enough to power the the jumped up yeah. version. So that's what I'm asking. Like, what is the power situation? Like, are you replacing the power situation or? I'm, I'm adding to it. Okay, so like right. like basically okay. the screen's gonna run off the the regulator that's already in the system and then I mm-hmm. add one so the cartridge reader will run off of the regulate the the new one that I add so it's getting a constant stream of five volts so it doesn't brown out. I see. Okay. Game Boy Color. Now the company that made so I showed this on the backer section last time but I was reshelling a DS light. It went horribly wrong. I broke the top screen, and mm-hmm. rather than like just chuck it out, I was like, "Well, I kind of want to make a Game Boy Macro, which is like a, like in the spirit of a Game Boy Micro, which is like you know like a white." Which system. you cannot use, honestly. No, it's t- too we're, small. We're all too it's old. Too small. We're all too old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, we are. Um, there, there was a moment where humans can use a Game Boy Micro. You, it's one you're like and, and fifteen that, that to twenty five. Uh, so what I did was I took the, the bottom screen of the DS light, you put a resistor between two points on the board. It's like the size of a grain of rice. I'm not even kidding. It's really tiny and you solder it between two points on the board. So the system thinks that the top screen is still attached because otherwise the system won't power on at all. It goes, no, it's not there. Shut off. So you do that and then you solder a speaker to the board i just i bought like a nintendo switch speaker online and this guy uh online goes by boxy pixel uh makes these really nice anodized aluminum shells that's so really this, nice this purple one here and a glass lens you take so the bottom screen has a digitizer on it that's how the the system knows where you're touching you peel it off Kind of like you do with the the polarizing film. You just take a hobby knife and just like slice between the layer of the screen and the, the digitizer, put the glass lens on it. And this thing is like the sound sucks because it's pumping out of one tiny switch speaker. And there's a way to get it to sound better, but I think it fucks up the headphone jack and I don't really want to do that. But other than that, this, this has kind of been my go-to actually because it's just, I really like the feel of the buttons and the size of it and anyway it's just really cool it's like, super it, cool looking yeah. yeah and like like normally these things are super hacky looking like people try to make it nicer by like they what they'll do is they'll cut off the because they're like the, a normal ds has these little uh ridges where the hinges are mm-hmm. and they like slice them off and then like put bondo on them and like like (laughs) sand them down and it's just like it's really time consuming and it never looks right or like what they try to do is they put like a light pipe between the hinges so there's like just this like pvc pipe with light shining through which like it looks cool but it's also lame like that sounds that does not yeah no but yeah unless it works with like the theme of it, like if you're doing a shell that has, you know, like it's Tron themed, yeah, sure, yeah. sure, yeah, then it would be cool. 
or if but you're, yeah, or like if you're the, turning it into like a pipe, like if you're if you're using that yeah. Game Boy to smoke weed, sure. <laughs> I gotta get my weed and Boktai time in. There's no other way to do. So, like, I would not suggest going out of your way to make one of these. But if you got a broken DS and you want to put one together, it's like it's tiny, but it's not hard to do. Uh, okay. So there's that. But anyway, so back to the Game Boy Color. Is that eight? The guy. Uh, so wait, a Game Boy Macro, pocket, pocket. That's three. Two bricks, five. AGB six. SP seven. Color eight. Yeah, this is eight. Okay, so the guy who makes these shells makes them for the Game Boy Color. Oh, cute. Okay. Black anodized aluminum. I've got blue aluminum buttons. I've got a lithium battery. So I'm going to put a lithium battery in this thing. Uh, and it's like the way that he designed it, too. It's like there's no battery cover on the back of it. Yeah. So it's just like super smooth on the back. And there's like a charging port on the side. This is like this is going to be mine. This is my fancy <laughs> goddamn Game Boy Color. It's weird. Nice. It's uh, weird that we just invoked Tron. And then Dave announced that he's making a Tron. I'm making a tr- yeah, making a Tron. This, it won't pocket. like light up, but <laughs> but no. So so there's that. So that's eight. Um, this is nine. This is my this is <laughs> like my go to brick Game Boy. This one's mine. Like I said, one is going to my sister. One is going one's to my going son. To Jonah. And one's, one's going for to my daughter. Uh, this one is mine. It's a uh, transparent. I made it. Put a transparent shell. It's got a glass lens and the. Oh, that's actually very nice. pretty. It yeah, is nice. The screen on this one, like, like, I remember I was talking with um, uh, John from SG SG uh, SDGC. Yes. Uh, and he got one of these like this is this is the first project I did the 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 wide boy Game Boy with the IPS screen on it and he bought one too and he's like oh it looks really good I don't know why I ever need a pocket and then I made this DMG which has a better screen than that Game Boy Advance and I was like oh man I don't know that pocket's gonna look real nice if this is like any indication of how it looks so yeah so there's that Dave I don't know. And then there's that. I don't know where this rabbit hole is going. I don't know where you are going to end on the other side of this, but I am fascinated to find out. I cannot. I want to sell this shit. Like, I really, like, I'm. But, like, I feel like you being like, I'm going to sell these, that's the beginning. I feel like that's the start. (laughs) And I don't know where it ends, and I can't wait to find out. Me too. Like this, it's just it's been it's been really exciting to learn all this stuff and then to actually like apply it. Because um, like I've had some like I had this electronics sort of like experiment book that I've been tinkering with a little bit, but it wasn't really exciting, you know. Because it's just like oh, here's a battery, put a multimeter on it. This is the voltage, hooray! And I'm like, but that okay, that's cool. But what does this mean? And now I'm like, oh, it means. Your Game Boy runs better, so it's been it's been uh, they're relatively cheap to pick up. Like what I've been doing is uh, the best way to do it that I found, other than like 
spending a whole bunch of money up front to buy like broken shit from Japan because like you can get like a, a lot of like 10 broken Game Boys for 200 250 or whatever uh, and like that's a good way to get a whole bunch up front but what I do is I buy someone will have a lot of like a Game Boy and five or six games on eBay and I look up how much those games cost or like how much I can get for them I buy the lot I sell the games keep the Game Boy it's cheaper doing because like I can get a Game Boy for twenty bucks uh, after selling all the games, whereas like people, if you just want to buy a Game Boy, it's like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just it's been really nice learning, having like a hands-on thing uh, where I'm I'm learning about electronics, learning how they work, and uh, I'm slowly building up my workbench too like i just bought a hot air gun because i fucked up a game boy color um all these videos online are like uh hey if you want to remove capacitors just take flush cuts to them and uh it works until it doesn't and you remove one of the solder pads from the from the board and it doesn't work anymore and you broke the thing that you just spent you know thirty dollars on so what to do it uh, flush cutters. They're like, um, oh, okay. Yeah, just like little, like little snippers that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, you're like just... using the lingo now. <laughs> Let me get my flush cuts. Yeah, get my flush cuts. Get that fitment good. Like the fitment's <laughs> a weird word. I don't like using that word. Uh, is that like a fine or filament or something? No, fitment. I think is the word. Uh, it's once like the, how something fits. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh! Yeah, people use oh, fitment. The, the fitment. Fitment, yeah. Uh, never use that again. No, that, I'm not, that's I'm, not, I'm not no. that guy. I'm that's not that not, guy. That's not a word. Uh, I, okay, I'm just, I, I put prescription lenses in my Oculus Quest, so I'm as good as Dave. <laughs> Wait, did you really? Oh, I got it. That fitment? Yeah, I, how does I it, did. How does it work? How, what's the fitment on those? On the, on oh those my prescri- God. Honestly, it's, they're... It's the, it's the easy, like you get them and you literally just, just pop them in. snap them on top of the lenses that are already there. You just go. Susan, are you going to, are you going to upgrade it. to an Oculus Quest 2, a dose? Absolutely not. Oh, nope. no. Uh, no. Is it, why? I'm, I'm just curious because I know, I know you uh, have been quite keen on your Quest, but. Yes. Uh, I, I, my, okay. So my Quest is a fitness machine that I can also play games on. Mm. I just want to make that very, very clear from the from the, the get-go. So, uh, I'm not going to pay $300 just because. Uh, there's, I mean, it's, it's not a significant improvement on any of the things that I have issues with. Uh, also, um, you have to have a Facebook account to use the Oculus Fuck 2. Fuck that. <laughs> Do you, yep. you don't need one for the first one? Nope. I've got two in two years. Your Oculus account will be phased out. But if you if you get the new hardware, you have to use Facebook account. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, new, hey. not. Happen. I'm Mark Zuckerberg, and in order to use an Oculus Quest and enjoy our entire new entertainment environment, you need to send us a blood sample. What we. Mm. <laughs> What I do with your blood is none of your business after you send me your blood. Uh, I would also like three years of your tax returns <laughs> and a, 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 a duplicate of your ATM card. Do you vaccinate your children? 
I'm just asking. <laughs> just one. We have some articles that say that you probably shouldn't do that. Just wondering. Just wonder. I already know. Just asking questions. <laughs> really. I'm just asking questions. I'm just starting just... the dialogue. <laughs> Poke. <laughs> Remember when I brought that into your life? Poke. Oh my god. Um, Dave, where where can people uh, buy the, your wares again? So I I none of this is done yet. Is the thing like I'm finally getting a bunch of parts in. Uh, my eBay account is Squall6. Uh, I have some games up for sale right now that have been funding some of these projects. Mm. Uh, like I was telling Susan while you were away, like I basically just buy lots mm. of systems with games. Like I, I like go on price charting. I'm like, okay, how much are these games worth? And then I sell the games and keep the Game Boy because it's cheaper right now to do that than um, buy individual is that Game Boys. Cause six the number or six the word? Squall6 the number. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, uh, I've sold one Game Boy Color so far, uh, to listener of the show, Jason, uh, he seems to be enjoying it. Um, but I'm planning on putting some more on there. Uh, it's just been, man, it's just been fun playing with this stuff. It's fun figuring out how these things work. Uh, the, the thing about Game Boys that like, I've always been like a tinkery person at heart. Uh, we talked about this before. Like I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that's like, I will figure out how to get, Super Mario to run on things that it has no earthly business being on. Uh, but I've never really messed with the hardware stuff all that much. And the thing about Game Boys is they're relatively cheap. They're relatively simple. And they're in huge supply. Mm. So if you fuck up, like they made a hundred million of these things. Like you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't fuck up a rare one. But you know, you but you could find a brick Game Boy. Uh, the the days when you apparently when you could find like a broken Game Boy for five bucks is over. Yeah, at least for until, now. For now. Yeah, for now. But I could you know I get a broken Game Boy, and because they're simple devices, and because the they're they're popular, so people know what the issues are. And because they're mass-produced and simple, the issues are all relatively common. Um, you can look at something and go like, oh, I know how to fix that. Or if I don't know how to fix it, I can try. And again, like if you fuck it up, you learn and you know better. Like I was telling uh, Susan, like I uh, was watching a bunch of videos on how to replace capacitors. And a lot of the videos are like, take your flush cutters, your little snippy snips, and you just cut the old capacitor off. And then you just lift it up, and and like that worked until it didn't, and uh, I broke a Game Boy Color by ripping the solder pad of the capacitor right off. Sound well, the, the system still works. The sound will pro never work again until I find a like figure out how to rewire the like reroute the trace for that pad, which I don't know. That's beyond me right now. But again, it was like like a twenty dollar Game Boy Color. That was already broken to begin with. So I learned, and now I bought a hot air station. So I just take this this gun that just blasts 325 Fahrenheit air out of this little nozzle, and they just come right out. I don't know where it's super going. Super easy. I don't. Like, super easy. Just, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna be modern game game consoles, this, man. You want HDMI this, on that N64? That, that's, I'll do it. This, this ends. 
I got one. you want you want an ODE in your PlayStation? Got, I'll figure I got, it out. I got one word for you. This ends with the Wonder Swan. This ends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually no joke. I was looking up Neo Geo Pocket Colors. <laughs> Like, broken ones, so I could fix it and put a screen oh in it. Oh, my God. Um, there's, there's, even broken ones are expensive. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the thing is, it's like, they're they're not super in demand, no. but they only made, like, yeah, 100,000 of them. I sold, yeah. I sold mine about a year ago, and I got $75 for it. And it's not, it was not in particularly great condition. And I think, like, a month later, I could have gotten for, like, 150 for that one. Oh yeah, um, the games really? are the yeah. games are what's the expensive. Games like, are, yeah. Oh, you think I got rid of my copy of Gals Fighters, yo? Never. Oh my god. Never. That's that's why you got the pocket, right? You I got. Get... I'm getting my analog pocket. I got my copy of Gals Fighters. That's it. But you don't get that clicky stick. I don't need a clicky stick, Dave. <laughs> Dave, who the hell? Yeah, no, now who, like who it's is just... funding? your sickness who did it uh well i've been selling some games but like right now it's been pretty self-sustaining because like i said like what i did like i, I bought some stuff up front he was actually I just, trying i was, I was trying to get, kick get, you to, to the, the end of the show oh, yeah. Dave. oh we're, we're ending the show Dave, god damn yeah. i'm kicking you to the goddamn end of the show I wanted you to say... Oh, we've been talking for a long time. Who are the yeah. people who are enabling you besides oh, me and Susan? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's a special tier on our Patreon, the enabler tier. Uh, I mean, that's really all of it. It's the $1 tier and up is the enabler tier. That's our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash continue podcast. Uh, we are entirely pat- patron funded. Uh, we, we don't... I don't have ads about Squarespace. I don't use it. I don't want to, and I don't want to talk about it. And I know you don't want to hear it. So that's why we we do the Patreon so we can pay for upkeep and uh, keep things rolling. So I'm going to give a special shout out to Stormshot, Frank Sands, Tom Coveney, Elio Dare, Denton Brock, Daniel Squire, Double Taco, Ryan Mance, Chris Cook, Eric Van Quill, Shane Nilsson, Kalen Houston, Tim Chesson, Skip Dippity. This is all out of order. I don't know how this happened. Jacob Christos, Tyler Nilsson, Matthew Peters, Terry Belair, Fancy Manatee, Michael Coffey, Adam Condra, Adam Gauntlet. I really don't like the order of this. This is wigging <laughs> it's out. Jesse Thompson, Nick Rugen, Ryan Brady, Gluttony One of Seven, Yaddle. I'm really sorry that that was wrong, but uh, thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> you it's not. It's just Seriously. different. It's just different. It's di- I don't like don't change. Like change. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody. Uh, you When you back this show... Uh, you don't just make Dave's downward spiral continue. Uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like you would think that my wife would be like, "Why are you buying all these Game Boys?" But she's actually been like, "No, this is re- this is like the she's like this thing is cool." Ever done. I actually yeah, this is way cooler than my like brief dalliance with CRT. No, TV. that's no, I was just gonna say this is cooler than this is cooler. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. I keep. I, I'm not do. It's not a bit. I just I don't know where this ends, and I'm fascinated to see where it does. Um, you want RGB mod? Oh boy! I'll get you an RGB yeah. mod. <laughs> this, this everybody is what your Patreon uh, dollars go to. It's weird conversations about GameCube games, Dave's habits, and Susan's sessions with Hades. 
Uh, your mileage yeah, may vary, but if you choose to back this show at patreon.com slash continue podcast, this is what you get for your money. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. If you are not a backer, consider it. But if you're not going to consider it, leave us a review on iTunes. It's not called that anymore, but it's the Apple thing. Le- Wait, what? Yeah, it's not called it's iTunes. Apple Podcasts. It's Apple Podcasts. It's a separate app. It's not. Now. It's not even oh, iTunes. I don't music. Know. Yeah, it's. It's. I don't. I. I Apple stop it. Stop it. it. Uh, you can leave us a review. They like deprecated the. They deprecated the program, but you can still use it. You can still. I still use it. It's weird. I still use it uh, too. Yeah, it sucks. The review the, probably shouldn't. The review does help get this show in front of other people when they look up the words related to it. Uh, and also, the thing that helps get in front of other people is just giving it to them. So your friends and loved ones who are like. Man, I keep going. Or your enemies. Or your enemy. Actually, yeah, give the show to enemies. Please do that. Uh, yeah, next time, do you have a friend who's like, I need something new to listen to on a jog? Uh, give them this. It's good for them. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us in other places. I have another podcast called Video Game Grooves that's about good music and games as well. Uh, Susan, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can find me on my other podcast, Long Legged Beasties. And if you would like for spooky season, because Halloween is in two weeks, if you would like to get Shudder, the horror movie streaming service for free. Oh, damn. Go to Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com and put in the code Beasties, B-E-A-S-T-I-E-S, and you will get a month of that. Free, nothing, zero dollars, and there's lots of good stuff on there. Uh, whatever kind of Halloween stuff you're into, uh, you can also go find me over at GameRant.com, where I run the movies and TV section, which you can tell by looking at the content. That's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> Susan, what are there cats and hats? There's okay. So uh, okay, so we have this weekend going up, for example. Um, objectively terrible horror movies that you should absolutely watch for a trashy Halloween. Nice. Good. All right. That sounds fun. Susan, what's the Shudder URL again? Because I am going to do that. S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com. That's it. All right. Shit. Slash beasties, right? Yeah. Shudder.com. When it asks for a code, like, do you like, yeah, I would like to sign up. It's going to ask you for a code. Put in beasties. Shit, yeah. I definitely. It's going to fake you out and make you sign up for Squarespace. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Audible.com. What? No. Oh, God. Don't. Uh, It's so hard to quit Audible. It is very hard to quit Audible. I have Mm. never given them a red cent, and I still get emails. Uh, Dave Roberts. I know you, we've it's really weird Amazon doing the Columbia house model. It anyway. is. <laughs> they need that money, it's dude. Just a penny. They need, that, they need to give you those seven CDs. Uh, where can people find Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's topical. People are going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> BMG <laughs> for life. You got, y'all going to Coconuts later? <laughs> going to pick up a that copy of Coconuts? Going to go to Coconuts? <laughs> Get a copy of Rolling Stones Voodoo Lounge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's the one. Uh. <laughs>
you can follow me on Twitter at David Robots. That's where I kind of, I don't know, I dump all my dumb brain thoughts there. But if you want, like, just Game Boy stuff, it's a more filtered feed. My Instagram is at David Robots. All Game Boys all the time. Nothing but Game Boys. All Game Boy review. Uh, that sounds bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, my eBay is Squall6. I'll be posting Game Boys and stuff on there if you want to buy anything. And Twitch.tv. Uh, and I also stream. Yeah. Yeah, Twitch.tv slash Continue Podcast, where I have been I've been playing uh, Castlevania Aria of Sorrow on the Mister Ooh. in the spirit of Halloween. That uh that's a that is a silly video. It's a great game. I love that game. Uh and I have I've been streaming my uh, my repair stuff too. I got a, a gooseneck where I put my phone in over my desk and I I play uh the Final Fantasy 7 jazz album you sent me. There you go. That's a good and album. Just I just <sighs> fix stuff. Well everybody, there you have it. We'll see you in 2 weeks and what happens in 2 weeks? Well, if you remember last Halloween Get oh, no. get fucking ready. Uh, no. Two weeks, everybody. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Okay. Bye.